Um, I had the cottages for a couple of years pre-pandemic, and that's what it was. Is you know you have one or two cleaners, and you mm-hmm. um, you know a couple bookings a month, and then you can be happy. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Hey, it's Sarah Larby. You are listening to Where Should I Invest? Today's guest is Chelsea Middleton, who is actually a resort motel owner, has created something really cute. Um, If you are interested in the recreational cottages, motels, resort type of uh, discussions, this is going to be for you. Um, She actually runs a really cute uh, boutique motel called the Kiwi, and uh, it's a 15-unit property, and we talk all about the challenges and some insights that she's got along the way, um, hospitality business, uh, and what to know about that, and a lot in between. Um, I love this strategy. I mean, as you guys know, I have Inspire Beach Resort, which is a resort, and I um, you know, got a lot of great insight from Chelsea on this podcast. Before we do bring Chelsea, though, uh, Dahlia from Streetwise Mortgages has a brand new tip for this week's podcast, Dahlia. Streetwise Mortgages, over to you. Hi, I'm Dahlia, founder of Streetwise Mortgages. Spring has sprung, and we're starting to see purchase activity come back to the market. In fact, we're starting to see multiple offers all over again in some markets. On that note, I wanted to share with you a tip about amortization, because as you arrange for a mortgage, amortization obviously is going to have a big impact on your ability to pay that mortgage fast or slower, as well as on your cash flow. Here's something about amortizations that many clients don't know about. On the residential side, meaning one, two, four unit properties, rental properties, including sometimes five or six unit rental properties, clients assume that they can qualify for 30-year amortization. On the multifamily front, clients assume that they can get a 15-year amortization with CNC. Both of these things are true. They are options that are available to you. However, amortization is bound by what's called the economic life of the property. Think about it this way. If you're going to lend money on a property, you want to make sure that that property is going to outlive the loan. So if a lender is giving you a loan at a 30-year amortization, they want to make sure that that property is going to outlive that 30-year by at least five years. The economic life is something that the appraisers talk about in the appraisal report. And the age of the property, as well as its condition, influence that number. I've seen sometimes amortizations come below what's expected. However, going back to the appraiser with context around what the property is all about, any work you've done on it can sometimes help the situation. And I've seen appraisers reconsider the economic life with proper context because a lot of things can really go wrong based on assumptions and clarification communication and context are everything. So keep that in mind. Now, if you're going to 
select amortization, assuming the economic life is there, I invite you to consider the longest amortization that is possible. So on a residential property, go for a 30 years. If you are qualifying with a B lender, take the 35 year or the 40 year. On the commercial side, multifamily side, if you're applying for a CMHC mortgage and the property qualifies, take the extended amortization. Why? Because an extended amortization is going to offer you breathing room. It will help your cash flow, especially in these markets we're in right now. Give yourself choices. You can always control what's called the effective amortization on a mortgage through the prepayment privileges. So let's take a 30-year AM mortgage. If you were to go with a bi-weekly accelerated payment, you can cut off about four years of the life of that mortgage. You can cut that down to about 26 years. What you will see in the market is that some lenders are going to offer you discounted rates on shorter amortizations. Don't be tempted to just look at the rate. Look at the big picture. Yes, you're going to get a more expensive rate taking that 30 year. But if you go to a rate calculator and run them out, you will see that your cash flow is going to be better as a result of the extended amortization despite the higher interest rate. And then you can choose how fast or slow you want to go. To support investors who are currently purchasing properties, we are offering a fantastic promotion, not just in Ontario, but across many other provinces, including Alberta, British Columbia, Nova Scotia, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba, and New Brunswick. And here is what it is. If you are buying a residential property of one to four years, and you are submitting an offer to us within the next 90 days, regardless of the closing date, then we are happy to cover all of your legal fees, excluding disbursements, if you're buying something at $700,000 or more. And we would cover half of your legal fees, excluding disbursements, if you're buying something at $500,000 or more. If you are in the market for a monthly family property, whether you're purchasing or refinancing, then we are giving back $5,000 cash back for loan amounts above a million dollars. Again, if you submit your deal to us within the next 90 days, regardless of the closing date, we are here to support you. We're happy to answer any of your questions. If you would like to utilize these promotions, email us at info at streetwisemortgages.com and use the code cover my legal fees. Awesome. Thank you, Dahlia. That was great. And guys, don't forget if you are interested in booking a getaway for a couple nights or even a retreat at the resort, uh, check out inspirebeachresort.com and uh, or reach out to us on Instagram, which is at inspirebeachresorts. Looking forward to connecting with you guys. If you're thinking of doing a private party, you want to rent all the cottages for you and your friends, family gatherings, corporate uh, events, and all of that good stuff. So I hope uh, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast and uh, feel free to leave a rating and review if you haven't yet. Thanks so much. Chelsea, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me. 
I'm excited to have you. I ended up reaching out to you because I love what you've been doing uh, with the Kiwi, and we'll talk about that as well. Um, and I think we have like some connections in common as well. Um, so we, uh, but before before we dive right into it, maybe just give us a little bit of an overview of like who you are and uh, and, and when it comes to real estate investing, a little bit of your strategy. Absolutely, yeah. So um, most of what I do uh, right now is um, short-term rentals. Um, we had 12 cottages uh, and I normally do uh, burrs and uh, I've done flips in the past, uh, not recently, but that's kind of how I started out was doing flips. And most recently, we purchased a 15-unit motel in Grand Bend which we fully renovated and uh, it actually opened in July, July 1st last year. Um, so that's been my most recent largest project. Um, yeah. Great. Amazing. And, and how long have you been in real estate investing? Like when did you get started? Oh, so I, I bought my first house when I was uh, 19. Okay. So that was, um, ooh, here. Um, that was, I guess, 12 years ago now. Um, so 12 years I've been in real estate. Um, when I bought my first house, I, uh, I kind of like, I lived in it and sort of worked on it while I lived there. Um, and then wanted to buy something else. So I realized I, you know, could kind of like make a profit off of, um, doing that. And then I didn't really realize it, but I was flipping while I was doing it. <laughs> um, and, uh, so I, I just kind of did that for a couple of years. So, um, that was that was kind of how I got started in it. Yeah, and then I met um, Kyle, who's my my husband now, and he was he was into real estate, and uh, we yeah we were dating for about two weeks, and then we decided to flip a house together. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and Kyle, I yeah. think Kyle Ford, uh, go to mortgage broker for for many investors, and also a good friend of Rav's, uh, and he's on uh, on the show quite often. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so Kyle was already kind of um, doing some bigger stuff in real estate. Um, and uh, yeah, so when I met him, it was just we kind of had the same goals. And then we we started doing some investments together. So very cool. Two weeks and you've already got a house and you skip all the other stuff. And you just go right into it. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't even uh, at that time, I didn't even have um I didn't have a primary residence, so all my all my money went into the flip. So I was like, yeah, I kind of need somewhere to live. Uh, and he wouldn't let me live in the flip because it obviously wasn't great for um, construction. <laughs> That's true. Um, but so, I made it work. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Now, obviously, you, you know, you started early. Um, did you have a mentor or somebody that that guided you to, to starting, you know, the investment journey? Or did you kind of just figure that piece out on your own? Yeah, I think at the beginning I figured it out on my own. I didn't like I said, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was making some money along the way doing it. Um, I did join or I ended up working for a real estate uh, investing network um, as an event planner, um, and I took that job because I wanted to learn more and I couldn't afford their membership. <laughs> it's good. so I it's thought. Smart. Yeah, so I thought, well, they they gave you a free membership if you were an employee of theirs. So, um, I I was like, sure, that sounds great. I can figure out how to do this job, and uh, and uh, that's kind of how I got like the actual knowledge part of it and learned, you know, how how to get to the next step and 
that type of thing. So very cool. Love it. Um, so I, I, I think originally I, I was like, you're, you're the Kiwi, uh, motel, hotel or motel. Anyways, it's beautiful. Motel. Motel, motel. is, is awesome. I love the marketing around it. Love, you know, the concept. Uh, and so I do want to take some time to talk about that because it's not every day, uh, that somebody goes from, you know, burrs to cottages and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, here you are purchasing a motel. I mean, I, I bought some Rollin when I'm working on the resort uh, as well, which is super fun. So I think we have some, some really cool things in common. Um, but maybe share your journey uh, about that and, you know, when you found it. And like, let's just talk through uh, through some of the logistics of it. <laughs> yeah, so I think it was honestly almost four years ago now, um, I saw the property for sale. Um, we had a couple cottages in Grand Bend at the time. And um, I thought the property was really cool. It was maybe a little like outside of what like people think of in Grand Bend. Because if you know the area, there's like the very busy strip. And then our motel was kind of like just off the strip. So it was listed for sale and it was in like really, really rough condition. Like nobody was even looking at it. I don't even know if they had any showings, honestly, of this property. But it was a really big like chunk of land um really close to the strip so I thought it was a really cool opportunity um so that was about I, I think it was almost four years ago now that I was like let's go look at it we looked at it um we were like oh okay this is like crazy like no we <laughs> we can't tackle this like how, we don't know we don't know what we're doing um and we we walked away we were like no we're not going to put an offer in um and then a year later um we were hearing a lot of things that were going on in different municipalities with short-term rental restrictions um, and having a lot of cottages in one specific area. We were getting a little bit nervous. Um, I was hearing of places like banning short-term rentals altogether, mm -hmm. right? Like we may not even, we have, we, I think at that time we had six cottages and we didn't know what was coming. We were like, are we going to, you know, be able to even operate this. Like, although I had like a cottage rental business, it wasn't necessarily like a real business per se, because it was, you know, residential properties. And I'm like, okay, so like, what are we going to do if they tell us altogether, we just can't even rent these properties. Like I, I, I can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, not to mention like everything that happened during COVID and like, oh, you're allowed to run. No, you're not. Like, that's true. It was just super, super stressful on us. Um, and I just didn't really know. I, I, I loved the business and I loved having something in Grand Bend to offer accommodation. So I'm like, I kind of want to look for something that make, like, makes this more legit, right? Like this, I want, I want my business to be a real thing. Um, so funny enough, uh, one of my cleaners actually was cleaning at that old motel that never sold. <laughs> So uh, was it still for sale at that oh, point in time or like did they no. take it off the market? They took it off. Okay. They'd give it up. They're like, no, no. So <laughs> um, my cleaner's like, you need to buy because your cottages are beautiful. And uh, I think you should, you should buy it. And I'm like, okay, well, like, let's talk to her. Like, I don't know the owner um, and see if she's like still interested in selling it. And turned out it was like perfect timing because she's like, yeah, I just like, I'm done. I want to, I want to get rid of it. Um, so we did it. We went for it. Uh, I, I feel like we got a really good deal on it um, for what it was. And uh, 
it took us almost two years to, to do the renovation. Um, it was very stressful, <laughs> more so because it was like in the thick of COVID um, and getting like contractors was impossible. <laughs> um, but uh, we also had some like bigger plans for it as well. We thought about here, there's two buildings, so it's 15 units. Um, there's 13 on one side and two on the other. And there was like a really small, gross lobby area. Um, so we thought about the one smaller building, taking that down and building something big and crazy. We also thought about doing a second story on the other building to make the rooms bigger. Um, tons of different ideas. And we just had a really hard time working with the municipality on it, honestly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I probably know. <laughs> so um we made the decision a year in to be like let's just renovate it as is um we saw the success that the girls at the june motel had um if you're familiar with that um, property in their business and they've done they did such a amazing job at marketing and creating something from like a really small space so i i just always kind of kept that in mind that like you know you don't need huge rooms to keep people happy you don't need all these fancy things we just it just needs to look good and needs to be pretty on instagram um, and be somewhere that people want to hang out so um that's yeah that's kind of where we where we went with it and um last year we we opened in july uh which was not the ideal time we wanted to be open in april uh, <laughs> we, we all do and there's always delays unfortunately I think it was on it had an eight month delay on ours, just waiting on the hydro pole. Eight months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hydro. Our, that's that was pretty much the year that that we wasted was about hydro. It was a hydro line that they wouldn't tell us what it was gonna get moved. That's the same um, thing. Like I, I and they just wouldn't do it. Anyways, it, it's it's crazy. But these are the things that you don't know until like you're experiencing it and you're like, this can actually take that long. Like anyone would be yeah. fine. <laughs> But somehow they oh, get away yeah. with it. I don't understand it. And yeah, like it was, you know, we were like, okay, let's put the second story on this building. And they're like, well, you can't because it's too close to the hydro line. But the neighbor's paying to move the hydro line. Okay, so when? Well, we don't know. We don't know when that's going to happen. And it's like, okay, do we wait? Like this could mm -hmm. be two weeks or this could be five years. Like they wouldn't even tell me. So it's, it's crazy how like other people's decisions too and other what other people are doing around you affects what you can do um and that was like very unexpected <laughs> and now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors hey it's jamil ramtula your local investor focused realtor when it comes to buying a property due diligence is key you want to make sure you're getting a good deal and there's no hidden surprises waiting for you so how do you do your due diligence Start by checking the property's history, its current condition, and any potential issues that may affect its value. Look at comparable properties in the area and make sure the price is fair. And don't forget to factor in the cost of repairs and upgrades. Doing your due diligence upfront can save you a lot of he headaches down the road. Want more tips on how to be a savvy real estate investor? Contact me for a 15-minute consultation. Let's make your real estate dreams a reality. And now back to the show. 
So, so let's go back a little bit to because I mean, obviously, Kyle is a mortgage broker, and and I want to talk about the financing for this. Uh, you know, did you go conventional? Did you get creative? Did you do some type type of vendor take back with a seller? Like, how did that all pan out? You know what? So Kyle does like most of our finance stuff. I'm like more like let's make it pretty, but there was no vendor financing on this um i don't even think that was an option the lady just like really like needed her money and ran right. out so um everything was pretty much done privately with this one um because there's no there's no real business yet <laughs> obviously so it was all done privately but kyle's probably better to talk spe more specifically about like the financing side of this one for sure <laughs> how did you bring in like partners and investors or like are you strictly like it's just you know yours kyle's and you guys are gonna ha keep control over it yeah the business part of it is uh just just ours um and that's yeah it's it works out great although some of our cottages we have partners on that and that works out great there mm -hmm. um this we were really just we wanted to keep this in ourselves and we have yeah like you say like full range of full reign of what what we do with it so that that works out great yeah i know it's awesome so so obviously you're doing renovations in the middle of the pandemic you're um pivoting with a city you're probably waiting on you know <laughs> a lot of it is going to be waiting on on them and and just all that stuff but um you know let's talk about the concept because it is really cute like you said it's very instagrammable like what what are some of the ideas behind that? I mean, I think you mentioned like you're the person that makes it all pretty. So share your thoughts with us. <laughs> yeah. So um, I like I'm a design. I'm an interior designer. Um, like that's what I I used to do in a previous life. So um, I don't I don't do a lot of that anymore. But for our own projects, I I do all of our design, picking finishes, et cetera, et cetera. So. Um, with, with some of our competitive hotels and resorts, a lot of them I was finding were geared like strictly towards women, which is fantastic. Um, but I really wanted to create a vibe where like men would feel comfortable being there as well. Um, and so that's kind of like shying away from like the pinks and the, you know, like, like those kinds of things, um, but my like my personality and like things that I enjoy in life are like and the reason why I live in Grand Bend is because I love the beach. I love like tropical. I love Latin music. I love like all of those things. So I really wanted it to embody like my personality and like why I would have a hotel there. Um, so I went for like more of like tropical vibes of it. Um, and it's very like palm trees blues and greens and like vibes from the water and the earth and and those types of things so uh, even like as far as the wallpaper that I got came from Australia because Australia is very much like the vibe has a very much the vibe that I was going for yeah so um yeah I just wanted it to be like a cool place that people like I say could take those like Instagram pictures and um uh it would you know be pop be popular on on social media because ultimately like that's our um what marketing strategy for the most part right yeah for sure so you had it up and running in in july um you know and, and probably like i mean i don't know if you've experienced this but like many many markets uh short-term rental markets around uh, became I think became quite saturated uh, over the pandemic. Everyone wanted to buy a cottage, and everyone wanted to 
make money. And there was a lot of money to be made during the pandemic and, and some before. And now, now the rates have gone up, uh, as, as you know, and people are definitely tightening up uh, their purse strings and not spending as much. What, what are you seeing from your standpoint? I mean, obviously, you've got cottages as well. Um, you've got, you know, your new motel uh, going through this. Are you seeing, are you being affected, I think, by some of this trend or have you been able to pivot? Yeah. So, um, yeah, during during the pandemic, it was, like you say, crazy, like absolutely insane. Um, I we had our, our son uh, in June 2020, and that was a couple of days after they like uh, took off the short term rental ban that year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I was in labor, literally doing rental agreements for my cottages because I had to. That's so funny. Um, and yeah, it was it was insanity. And and from that day, like up until you know, probably last like end of last summer, it was just craziness. Like even in the winter, we were fully booked. We have hot tubs at all of our cottages. Too. They are appealing in the winter. Um, it's a people, but it it was absolute insanity. And we, we bought a lot of properties because, you know, there was the demand there. Um, and then, yeah, like when this fall hit, it was something I hadn't seen in a couple of years um, where we had quite a bit of vacancy. And uh, it, it was okay because our we were able to like our costs down like I feel like we basically had to hire like staff to keep up with all of this craziness so it was we kind of had to like dwindle that down a little bit and go into a little bit more of a skeleton crew which I don't think was like any different than what would have been pre-pandemic anyways um I had the cottages for a couple of years pre-pandemic and that's what it was is you know you have one or two cleaners and you Mm -hmm. um you know a couple bookings a month and then you can be happy so uh, last summer when we were running like the motel, as soon as we, we released the motel, it went crazy. And it like August, I don't think we have like any vacancy. Like it was it was pretty crazy. Um, but obviously, as like the, the summer dwindled down and into September, October, it, it decreased there, too. So, um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting year for for rentals. Um, but I do think we are kind of a little bit more back to where we were pre-pandemic. And I don't think that sh- it shouldn't be as, like, surprising, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I have heard from a lot of other cottage owners. They're like, what do we do? We have a hot tub. We have everything. And it's like, yeah, but everybody bought a hot tub for their cottage during the pandemic. So um, you're just competing with everybody else now, right? So, yeah, it's it's tricky. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely interesting yeah. because I think a lot of people that bought at the height of the market thinking that they were going to get these high rents of the pandemic are are kind of struggling, unfortunately. Uh, but I think if you bought a cottage, you know, in 2018, 2019, and, you know, you had average rents, which like, I mean, I guess at the time it seems high, you're probably back at that amount, right? So hopefully, hopefully, you know, the majority of people can can hang on to it. But I also think a lot of people just bought into the hype and they're probably going to sell it at some point in a year or two yeah. and you know if if they're not able to sustain it because I think it's about like being creative now in terms of marketing um you know again I think it's it's gone are the days where it was it's strictly on Airbnb I think now you've got to be a little bit more creative 
uh, if you want to have your place stand out. So what are some of the marketing strategies maybe that you see work for maybe your your cottages, for the Kiwi um, that might be different than just posting it on Airbnb? Yeah, so we, um, Airbnb has always been a, you know, reliable source, but it's not, it's not the the only way we get bookings. And it, um, I had to, a couple of years ago because I wanted to fill vacancies, right? I, I didn't want, there's, when it's sitting on Airbnb and you have vacant days, there's nothing you can do on Airbnb to promote those vacancies, right? So I was, I initially started just posting on Facebook buy and sell groups, mm-hmm. the cottage dates. Um, and that was like my main marketing strategy. And that's how I got pretty much all of my bookings to the point where I was hardly even getting any Airbnb bookings at that point. Um, that has since kind of changed a little bit because uh, they're being a little bit more stringent on the buy and sell groups. You're not able to just like post your cottage on a lot of them. They'll, they'll delete you or they'll whatever. So I'm finding that lately has not been as great. Um but we did open up, um, I think one of the keys to to all of this, and especially when if you're looking, if you're having more than one property or a motel or a hotel, is to have a centralized booking system that will feed to as many platforms as you need it to. Um, so I invested in that last year for the motel and for the cottage business. I have two. Uh, it's the same program, but I have two different ones. And uh, so if I decide tomorrow that I want to be um, on a different platform, it's easy enough to set it up because it just feeds all that information to it. You pay a fee to like maybe a week or two to get it set up on that platform. And it just makes it easier um, than, you know, having to add a new listing every time and like add in all your pricing, um, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just like, Mm-hmm. just makes it a lot easier to to go to like as many platforms as you want yeah for sure yeah. and it's and it's more automatic is there a platform so w- which platform did you i mean you probably did a little bit of research because i think there's a few of them which one did you decide to go with so we use WebRes pro so it is um i think all of the boutique motels in grand or in grand Bend, in um ontario i think they all use the same one um, so I went with that one because I figured, well, if everybody else is using it, then it's probably good. It's not my favorite for user friendliness, um, but it does it does what I need it to do, and um, it's it it allows you to be on like Airbnb, VRBO, um, what other ones, um, Expedia. Um, it it basically will integrate with most programs. So I do I do really like it. Uh it's just I'm sure like any other program it has. Yeah. <laughs> can you spell it out and then we'll just add it to the show notes if you don't mind, just that way people can Yeah, so it's it. uh W E B R E S Pro. It might be R E Z. Yes. W E B R E Z Pro dot com. Okay. Webres Pro. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Experience Inspire Beach Resort. It is the resort that we have been building and it is ready. So if you are looking to host events, team building opportunities, retreats of your own, 
and just even potentially hang out with your friends or family or colleagues. You can rent out a cabin. You can rent out the entire resort. Inspire Beach Resort, it is an adults only. It is Canada's only themed resort specifically for adults. And the themes are really nice. They're really upscale. Like you have like the beach theme, you've got a rustic lodge theme and a vintage Hollywood. And we are adding more every year, but there is uh, an awesome space that is on the water to host your retreats, your events, your business meetings, planning meetings, all of that good stuff. So check that out, inspirebeachresorts.com. Now back to the show. Yeah. So so you've got that going and then do you do like direct bookings as well, like through like a website? Yeah. So basically what that does, what that program does is it, you put it, you put a link onto your own website. So it shows up as a calendar um, on your, on your website for like um, fed from WebRes. And then it just feeds that information to the other platform. So it look, it just looks like the same calendar on your, on your website. People can go on and book themselves in. Um, for a long, long time, we were doing manual bookings, not with the motel, but with our cottages. So they'd have to email us or call us and then we would like send them a contract and then they'd e-transfer us where now they, it'd just be like, okay, here, book yourself. Like you just click on the date, book yourself in, you put your credit card information in, it automatically sends your confirmation email. Um, it automatically blocks the dates on all the platforms. And uh, it's very, very seamless uh, as long as it's set up properly. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, good. And then like, what about like giveaways and different things like that? Like, did you like create some buzz as you were launching? So like if somebody's got, you know, I don't know, a place anywhere in Canada and they, they want to create some buzz around it, like what did you do as you were launching for July? I'm, I'm also curious just for myself because I'm like in the middle of launching mine. <laughs> Okay, so um, just so it's said, when I was launching the motel, it was, I'm sure you can understand this, I was like very high stress. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, it's stressful for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, and I was, at that point, I was like trying to like get to delegate as much as possible, but like a lot of it literally just lived in my brain and it was like, I don't even have time to delegate this to somebody. Um, so it's very like I was kind of going into it it's like honestly I just need to get the renovation done because like I was basically our GC for that project wow um so I was trying to just get the renovation done and I'm like I don't know if um you know I I don't know what I'm gonna do when I launch it and I hope that people just see the pretty pictures and they're gonna be like oh let's book it um so what the the first thing that I did was obviously I got a professional photographer in like literally the dates I got a picture of something that lo- could look cute like I don't even think we were anywhere near done I just got her to come in and take some cool pictures um and got them up on social media right away and um started posting it was mostly just like through social media and and by the time we had launched I got we had a couple people in that were also posting pictures um and then people were like walking by and 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 saw it and stuff and coming in and so I was just getting people as many people as possible to like post on social media and uh, the big one for me was um, I actually paid for uh, Discover Discover Ontario Mm -hmm. to come in and uh, she she used existing photos that I had and did an article on me on my motel so and did you find that that, that works? Because I was looking into some of that and, I, and I've gotten mixed reviews. Like some people say it helped them. Some people say it was probably like not, it hasn't brought anything. 
Yeah, I think it totally depends on what time of year you do it. And I think mm-hmm. I like lucked out on getting her like right in when people like July 1st, basically, mm-hmm. like when people right. were just starting to book. And it, it did. It really like exploded. Um, uh, and then what that ha- what that ended up in is Narcity contacted me from from that post. And then it kind of snowballed from there. Um, I had a lot of. I'll call them content creators on Instagram that would that still contact us. They they want to stay for free mm-hmm. um, and then post content. Some of them want to be paid for that, but I'm gonna say that like um, nothing against them because they like they obviously work really hard for their for what they do. But mm-hmm. um, you don't need you don't need to pay them anything. Giving them a free stay is more than enough. Um, I've gotten uh, one of the influencers or content creators that was there she has uh over seven million followers on tiktok so and she just wanted a free stay and she posted a bunch of stuff and she didn't want anything else and like that was obviously really good as well um so i think like yeah a mix of you know paying for certain (laughs) content creators for articles and then uh, a good mix of like a good influencer campaign is super important um, but you'll get a lot of people that contact you that are like, oh, you know, I have like a thousand followers and I just want to come and stay. And it's like, no, but you literally have to weed people out like every single day I have people contacting me. So it, you really have to like pick through that to make mm-hmm. sure you get good people and people that are going to create really good content. Right. So. Yeah, for um, sure. I actually I actually have a friend. She's also she also does that whole content crea- creation. So. She's coming for a couple yeah. of weeks, a couple nights in May. I'm excited to see because I, you know, again, with the photos and the, and the pictures too, like we're, we're going to get a professional photographer because so far it's been like me and then stuff that we've like used like back in the summer, which is still, you know, it's something, but it's not like there's probably a huge difference as, as, uh, you know, the photos get better in quality of the pictures and the videos and that stuff like <laughs> improves. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, a professional photographer is definitely key um, in this. And the cool part about um, the content creators, too, that I, I, I'd like to mention is if you are like slow or it's your slow season or something and you do have somebody that comes in that takes re- that's a content creator, maybe they don't have a lot of followers, but they take really good reels, like mm-hmm. video reels, and they take good photos. If you get them in for a free stay and it doesn't cost you any they, they'll give you all of that content to use. So it's kind of like paying for a photographer without having to do that too. Um, so that's something we did over the winter as well, just to get some more content over the winter without having to actually pay for that photographer to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. Now we have, we have a marketing person on staff now that we've hired recently, and she's actually a professional photographer too. That works. So. It works out great now. <laughs> that, that is awesome. Now, so like for my resort, we're going to be really catering as well to like, you know, micro events like uh, corporate clients. I want to do retreats or staff appreciation events or business planning meetings, micro weddings. Like, are you guys offering any types of events or retreats or anything like that for the Kiwi? Yeah. So we actually have an event coming up in June um, and it's actually a real estate event. Uh, it's more of like a networking, have fun in Grand Bend. We've got like a beach party, a pool party, and just like networking with some really good people. So we're actually planning that event ourselves. And it, um, yeah, so it's at 
the motel and also we've uh, rented out some of the cottages too so we can accommodate more people um so we've started doing our own like real estate networking events um there as well and then some um yeah we're open to a lot of different things we could actually hopefully by next year we'll have the ability to host like weddings and stuff too That's um yeah. So, so when is the event? And so if investors are listening to this and they want to attend, like what, what are the dates? Is there still room to to join? What are the prices like? Yeah. So prices vary. So sorry, I'll start with um, it's June 9th weekend. So the 9th to the 12th. Mm-hmm. And uh, the prices vary. So it's it includes all of your food and access to the event as well as your accommodations. So it depends on whether you book a motel room or a cottage. And when you book the cottage, you can book it with a group. Um, so you, I think it's up to six people per cot for some of the cottages and then four for the smaller cottages. And then the Kiwi rooms, the motel rooms are only two people. Um, so those ones are a little bit um, less expensive, but the prices range, I think, from like twelve fifty a person for the weekend to about 1500 per person. Um, and like I say, that includes like access to the event, uh, all the events and your, your food and a couple drinks as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very reasonable. I can, I can share, it's actually an event bright link, so it doesn't have like a, a small URL, but I can, I can share that with you as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then we do yes. post it on the, the show notes. So if anyone wants to, to join, we'll add it yes. so that, uh, you know, someone wants to buy a ticket, that'd be perfect. Yeah, it's going to be a really cool event. And uh, like I like I mentioned, Kyle is um, an awesome mortgage broker. Uh, he's one of the top mortgage brokers in Canada, and he he'll do a little bit of speaking as well. So um, that'll be that'll be great. So we'll have some good content. And then you also just get to meet some of um, some other awesome like investors in the area, too. So amazing that yeah. sounds uh that sounds awesome if i if i wasn't probably going to be at my resort trying to get it up and running i definitely <laughs> join i <I'm> gonna... <laughs> but yeah. i definitely want to if you're going to have more in the future as well uh definitely something something awesome so yeah. uh what's uh so i guess we'll ask one more question then we'll get to the lightning round and and, uh, and close it off but what's been the most challenging thing for you um you know purchasing and, and or you know renting and or renovating the entire resort like what are some things that you're like oh i didn't know that this was going to be so difficult um <laughs> whoa wow like staffing <laughs> yeah yeah staffing in a small town I knew it was going to be hard but I didn't know it was going to be this hard um last year was extremely extremely difficult um especially trying to find cleaning staff I I don't know what it is nobody seems to want to clean um more work like I mean I feel like last year nobody wanted wanted to work in general it was hard there were a couple days where um uh, kyle and myself had to go in and clean the motel because somebody didn't show up or a couple people didn't show up or whatever i would say that's gotten better this year (laughs) so um yeah the free the free government handouts are, are not as uh as vast as they used to be Exactly. So yeah, we've got we've got some good staff, and and also this year. I mean, last year we weren't really sure if we were going to be busy in the winter, um, so we we were hiring people, you know, with the intention that they would probably be working year round to some capacity. But this summer we we're like, you know what? Let's just hire a bunch of seasonal staff. So um, that's what we've done, and I think that's that's going to be really good this year. 
Amazing. Are you finding um, like, so like we're looking at some students as an example, like are you hiring any students uh, on your end as well? Yeah, mostly students. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, that's, that's a really exciting. Thanks for sharing all, you know, like, well, I mean, yeah. there's, there's tons more. It could be hours and hours of conversation because <laughs> there's a lot that goes into, you know, creating a, a concept uh, and, and, you know, buying a motel, but congratulations on your success. It's, uh, it is really Thank cool you. to see. Um, and I'll definitely make sure to, uh, if I'm ever in the Grand Bend area, to make that the place to stay. Um, so the next part of the podcast is the lightning rounds. We're going to ask you five questions. You're going to answer them in like 15 seconds or less. Uh, okay. Are you ready? Sure. And now just a quick pause to hear from the midterm rental tip of the week. Aisha, over to you. Welcome to your midterm tip of the week. Today, I will start discussing our midterm income analysis. This analysis has seven steps. Today, we will review steps one and two. Step one, get your initial market grade from AirDNA Co. This market grade will provide the seasonality score and rental demand that will allow you to determine whether your property is fit for the midterm market. Step two, analyze occupancy by property type and saturation risk. Compare occupancy rates with similar properties and similar number of beds. Determine whether your property falls over 60%, which deems it ideal for the midterm strategy. For more information on midterm rental properties, please visit www.midtermrentalproperties.com. Awesome, guys. Reach out to midtermrentalproperties.com for additional information. Back to the show. All right. So here's question number one. What is your favorite real estate investing book? Uh, I don't know if it's real estate investing, but I'm going to say The Wealthy Barber. <laughs> hey, no, that's perfect. Okay, number, sure. <laughs> number two, it doesn't have to be pod or, uh, real estate related. Do you have a favorite podcast? Uh, yes. The Papaya Podcast or The Birds Papaya. Okay. All right. Uh, number three, what do you do for fun? Uh, oh my gosh. I hate that question. <laughs> uh, travel. Mostly just travel. That's pretty much it. <laughs> nice, nice. And you have a new baby too, right? Like it's two Well, he, he's two. three now, but he travels with us. He's, it's his, uh, he was just on his 20th flight. So. Oh, wow. Okay. You guys yeah, do a three. lot of traveling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for you guys. That's awesome. Number four, if you lost everything, all your assets, all your money tomorrow, how would you start again? Uh. Um, I would uh, find a really good flip. <laughs> All right, cool. And find and... a partner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And last question, if somebody has $50,000, they want to get started in real estate investing in some capacity, how would you recommend they spend that 50 grand? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, it totally depends on, on them and their situation. But if they just had 50, I would say they should, a good start would be, you know, maybe some private lending. Put it a little private lending deal and get their toes toes wet a little bit <laughs> right all right perfect that was a lightning round thank you for playing chelsea where can my listeners reach out and find out more uh, about you and then also about the kiwi yeah so uh website is stay at the um and instagram is the kiwi motel um or you can follow me on instagram as well at um my it's uh, chelsea in paradise Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chelsea, for being on the show. Really, uh, it was a pleasure. And uh, 
you know, I've talked to Kyle a ton. I've always been intrigued by, uh, you know, learning more about what you do in, in the Kiwi. So thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larvey. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.